0: You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 19. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer, cycle instructor, and fitness ambassador. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. So these are things that in the past, we all thought were true, or perhaps you've heard some of these one time or another and always kind of wondered if they were true. And today I want to knock these 10 myths out of the park so that you know what is and is not truth. Now, a lot of these I got from the Mayo Clinic athletic trainer who actually did an article about the 10 different myths. And I thought they were fantastic because again, These are things I know that we've all heard before, so I wanted to go over all of these myths with you. Let's start with the very first one, which is heavy weights will bulk me up. And this myth pertains predominantly to women, right? So a lot of women, I've heard them say before, I don't want to do weights and I certainly don't want to lift heavy because I do not want to get bulky. Well, guess what, ladies? You do not have to worry. In order to get bulky, you would have to be doing a lot more than just basic strength training. So women do not have actually enough testosterone to bulk up the way that men do. So you don't have to worry about that. It's not going to happen. And when you look at the female bodybuilders out there, they are on very serious strenuous diet and workout programs nothing like you're going to be doing when you're lifting weights even if you lift heavy you are not going to bulk up so i really think that's an important myth that we need to knock away right now also because putting on muscle and getting that strength and doing strength training is really what's going to tone your body. And so usually all of my clients say, well, I wanna get toned. How do I look like you? What do I do? Well, I can tell you right now. I put on muscle by lifting weights, and I tend to lift on the heavy side. So if you think that I'm bulky, well, I guess that would be bulky for you then. But I'm really not bulky at all. I'm just toned and I have muscle. So I don't want you to worry about that. Now then a little side note myth that I hear all the time is I don't want to do cycle class because my legs will get bulky. Again, this is not true because the amount of power that you would have to push and basically the amount of gear you would have to have on the bike to get bulky legs would be for hours and hours and hours at such a high gear. I can't even tell you. It's not possible, it's not gonna happen. You don't have to worry about taking a cycle class and getting bulky legs, all right? So we can just knock that myth right out of the park. You don't have to worry about bulking up, ladies, from doing any kind of cycling or heavy lifting. Now myth number two, how often do you hear this one or perhaps do you think it to yourself? I worked out today so I can eat unhealthy. It's almost like you give yourself permission to eat unhealthy because maybe you got in a killer workout, or maybe you're a cyclist and you're like, I biked for four hours today, so I can go eat two pizzas and three burritos. It does not work that way. Unfortunately, I really wish it did, but it doesn't. If you are trying to lose weight and you think that you can work out extra hard for extra hours in order to eat more, all you're really doing is undoing what you did. So what I mean by that is if you burned all those calories and then you go and have an extreme meal or all day just eating as many calories as you think you want, you're just undoing all that calorie burn. And so likely you are not going to lose any weight. If anything, you'll probably stand still. You'll plateau. The weight won't change. So you can look at that in two ways. If you're not trying to lose weight, well, that might work for you. You have a big workout day, and maybe you go a little extreme on your food that day. I personally think you should have a meal maybe that's, you know, a little more fun on the weekend because you worked out really hard, but to eat all day really bad food just because you had one really solid workout, probably not the best for your body. So many things are changing when you influx yourself with all of those calories, possibly high sugar, high fats. It's not just about gaining weight. So that's something to definitely think about. But just so you know, the rule still applies. You cannot work off a bad diet. So again, doesn't matter how much you work out. You cannot then eat really bad and expect to have a great body or to change your body in that way. I always tell my clients, consistency is the key to weight loss. And so if you're throwing in what people call these cheat days all the time because of your big workouts, you're just not going to see any progress. Okay. Myth number three, stretching helps prevent injuries. Ugh. And I'm so afraid to even tell you guys this one because I want you guys to stretch. But this is written by Mayo Clinic, and I always want to give you the information that's out there. And unfortunately, they are saying that stretching before or after you exercise is actually not proving to reduce your chances of an injury. Now, that being said, everyone, I still really, really, really want you to stretch after your workout. It might not technically be preventing an injury, but it is definitely doing yourself a disservice if your muscles get so tight and you never stretch, then really what I think you're risking is pain in your body. So you don't want that. And that's usually what happens. I know a lot of runners, we go for those long runs and then we got to rush home. And so we get right in our car and we forget to stretch. And that's usually why our calves feel so tight or our hip flexors, our glutes. So you do want to stretch after these workouts, but technically... The research is showing that it's not actually because you'll get injured less. But again, I really, really, really want you to keep stretching after a workout. Now, after a workout is one thing. Back in the day, they used to stretch before a workout. That is no longer considered something you should do. You should warm up before a workout, but don't do any static stretches before you work out. What does a static stretch mean? when you hold a stretch. So you reach for your toes and you hold it. That's a static stretch, you're not moving. They generally say now that the research is showing when you do a static stretch like that, it's almost like you're turning your muscles off and you don't wanna do that before a workout. You wanna warm your muscles up. So you can do a dynamic type of stretch where there's sort of a movement or a bounce that's going to benefit you more than doing a static stretch before an actual workout. All right? So it is a myth, but I kind of want you to forget that one because I still want you to stretch. And I'm afraid you're going to all go home now and after your workout say, ah, Kim said I don't have to stretch. Kim did not say that. All right, moving on. Number four. This myth says, if the number on the scale isn't going down, I'm not losing weight. Hmm. Isn't that an interesting one? Okay, let's say it again. You get on the scale and it didn't move. And you're so bummed out because maybe you're on my Earn That Body program, you're doing everything I said, and you simply can't believe that you're not losing weight. Well, guess what, everybody? The number on the scale is tied to so many different things. And it's not always a reflection of your actual fat loss, which is what most of you are trying to do. You're trying to lose fat. Okay. And the number on the scale is not always going to reflect that. Now, why is that? Well, first of all, weighing on the scale has a lot to do with how much water you've had to drink. Okay, so that's really important because that's obviously going to affect your weight. Also, what did you just eat? What did you eat the night before? Anything you ate will affect your weigh-in. I'm going to talk about that a little more. And then another important thing is what time are you weighing in? So I have clients who tell me they weigh in three times a day. You do not have to do that. And I guarantee you the weight goes up every single hour, potentially because of what you've eaten, how much water you've taken in, perhaps then you work out and sweat a bunch, maybe then the weight goes down. All of these things are playing a role in the number on the scale. Another thing that plays a big factor on your weigh-in. So if you weigh in and you go, my number didn't change, or oh my God, I did everything you said, but I went up a pound, then you have to ask yourself, Did you eat out at a restaurant yesterday or last night? Because unfortunately, we live in a world, or at least our society here in America, the food when we eat out is absolutely loaded in sodium, and that is enough to cause water retention and a bad weigh-in. Now, does that mean you actually gained weight from one meal at a restaurant? Uh, Not really. You just have water retention from all the sodium. So again, that's why you don't want to assume that you didn't lose weight just because of the number on the scale. Another thing that can affect your weigh-in is a long workout the day before you weigh in. So I work with a lot of marathoners, I work with a lot of endurance triathletes, and when they have two to three plus hour workouts the day before, they often will weigh more the next day, just because of the stress on their body, which again causes a lot of water retention. So you went out for a 10 mile run, you crushed it, you think the next day you're gonna weigh five pounds less, but you weigh two pounds more. It's almost always because of water retention because 10 miles is a huge stress on the body. So don't freak out. If your eating was all good, that water retention will go away. Now, another thing that can definitely affect that scale, it doesn't mean that you've gained weight or haven't lost weight, is if you're strength training more than you used to, you're putting on muscle. And we all know that muscle weighs more than fat, right? So if you're starting to put on muscle, sadly, it doesn't show on the scale that it's muscle. It just shows that your weight didn't change and you feel really depressed. And that's why sometimes I think instead of weighing in, A better tool you could use to check if you're losing weight is by taking body measurements. And I have all my clients do their body measurements before and after a program because that is a fantastic way to know if they're losing inches. So you're going to want to measure your arm, so like that upper arm area, the chest, the waist, the hips, and your thigh. Go ahead and do a full body measurement if that's something that you're trying to do, you're trying to lose weight, because you may be dropping inches and not seeing it on the scale. And if you're dropping inches, we know you're losing fat and probably putting on some muscle. And at the end of the day, that is definitely what you want. So again, the next time you see that number on the scale and it's not going down, don't get upset don't get depressed because if you were on track with whatever program you're doing and you were eating well and you were getting in your workouts don't assume you're not losing weight just realize that there are all these other factors involved so just don't give up all right myth number five. Oh, I love this one Cardio machines demonstrate burned calories with 100% accuracy. Do you ever get on those treadmills and you're not even necessarily wearing a heart rate monitor? Or maybe you even are, which it'll be a little more accurate. But all of a sudden, the cardio machine, like your treadmill, tells you you burned like 600 calories. Well, I hate to tell you, but those machines are not super accurate. And this is why. First of all, all the machines are different, and they all ask different questions. And there's a lot of things to take into account when they determine how many calories you burn. So if the machine did not ask you, are you a male or a female? If it did not ask you what your age is, and if it did not ask you what your current weight is, then just so you know, the calorie burn it's giving you is very, 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 Inaccurate because all of those things play a huge role in how many calories you've burned. Now, wearing a heart rate monitor that hooks up to that machine will definitely increase the chances of seeing a more accurate calorie burn. So if that's something that's really important to you, I definitely recommend get a heart rate monitor that matches the machine that you're going to work with. And if you're really into it, I just personally think you should get a heart rate monitor that has a watch that you can keep for yourself. That's always gonna be the most accurate way to know how many calories you've burned. You have to wear a chest strap that is the most accurate of all the heart rate monitors and then you'll have it on your watch, and it's gonna tell you how many calories you burned. Is it always accurate? No, definitely not. Sometimes the heart rate monitor strap actually loses the uh, you know the heart rate for a few seconds here and there you. It's never going to be 100% accurate, but it's going to give you a general range. And sometimes that's good enough. You just need to know, hey, am I working hard enough that I'm burning 200 calories? Or am I working so hard I'm burning 600 calories? That's certainly a big difference and would tell us a lot. But being the myth about the machine, I just want you to know if you jump on a machine and it tells you you burned 600 calories, it's not necessarily so. Myth number six. Sticking to ab workouts will give me a six pack. I bet you know that is a total myth. You could do abs every day, right? You could do crunches. You could do all the crazy workouts you see on YouTube and Pinterest and whatever they are. And you're probably saying, but Kim, I still don't have a six pack. I do abs every single day. That is because it is a total myth that ab workouts are going to give you a six pack. It is your body fat that is preventing your abs from making that fantastic appearance that you want to see. It is not the amount of abdominal work that you keep doing. So if you're really into getting a six-pack, I know it's a highly wanted thing out there, then you have to actually work on your diet more than doing ab crunches and ab moves. Now, That being said, doing ab and core work is so important for so many reasons. You want to have core strength. It's going to help your posture. It's going to help almost everything you do. Any kind of exercise at all is all starting from your core core and your center. So I do think doing ab work is extremely important, maybe every other day, but it certainly doesn't have to be every day, and it's not the thing that's going to give you the six-pack. So that you have to take care of in the kitchen, as you know. Myth number seven, supplements and protein shakes after workouts are necessary. This is something I've been talking a lot about. If you follow me on Facebook and Instagram, I do a lot of posts about supplements, protein shakes, uh, protein bars. You have to realize that this industry has just absolutely exploded. And it is a absolute myth that we need to take supplements and protein shakes and protein bars after a workout. And I will tell you right now, you probably know what I look like if you're following my podcast. I am pretty lean, and I have a lot of muscle on, and I do not take any supplements. I do not take any protein powder, and I have a protein bar once in a while. But I don't like any supplements at all because all of the research now is showing we can get the same benefits of protein, which we do need, from natural food sources. So one of my absolute favorite ways to get lots of protein in after a workout is by having what I call the Eagle Protein Shake. And the reason it has a lot of protein is from the Greek yogurt. So as long as you can eat dairy, and I hope that you can, because this Greek yogurt, one cup of it has more protein in it than the majority of protein powders out there. And it doesn't have all of that stuff in it. I won't say any bad words, but it doesn't have the bad stuff in it. All right, just Greek yogurt. It's fantastic for you. Get the organic kind. Another thing that has uh, the protein in it and some healthy fat is peanut butter. That's great to have after a workout. Also egg whites. You're going to get that pure protein as well. These are real foods that you can eat. They do say you want to eat about 20 grams of protein anywhere between 30 to 45 minutes after your workout. That is what's important, but it does not have to come from a supplement or any type of protein powder, all right? So that's something I'm really a stickler on because the reality is with all of these supplements, there is no FDA regulations. So we do not know what is truly in these things, and I've talked about it before. I won't go into it much now, but I used to take a protein powder, Garden of Life, vegan, it's organic, it's everything, and then they found out it had heavy metal in it. And I was having and consuming this every single day. And I just tried to be so healthy that I was like, this is killing me that I am this healthy. And then there's this product that I'm ingesting that has heavy metals in it. And from that day forward, I just stopped supplements altogether and went to real food. So I recommend you do the same. Myth number eight. Here's a great one. If I'm not working up a sweat, I'm not working hard enough. Do you ever feel that way? Do you feel like you come out of a class and you're just drenched and therefore you had a good workout? Or perhaps you did a strength training workout and you didn't sweat that much and you think, oh, well, that means I didn't really get a good workout. That is so not true. And there are some real reasons for this one. And it's kind of interesting the reasons why this isn't true. So the first thing is... Your sweat rate is very much depended by your environment. So not just the fact that you're working hard and your body is trying to cool itself, but if you're in a hot, humid environment, whether you're outside or in some kind of studio, you're going to sweat more. But that doesn't mean that you've even gotten your heart rate up yet. So I can step outside. I live in Austin, Texas. I can step outside in the summertime and drip sweat just standing there. That doesn't mean I'm working out, right? That doesn't mean my heart rate's up. So your environment plays a huge role in your sweat factor, and that sweat factor does not necessarily play a huge role in whether you actually got a great workout. Another thing that can affect your sweat level is hydration levels. Are you hydrated enough? That's certainly an important thing. Now, the reason I really love this is because I see people walk out of these hot yoga classes or these cycle studios, So obviously, hot yoga, it's like, I don't even know, Bikram yoga is like over 100 degrees. They walk out, they're dripping sweat. They swear they had a great workout. Well, maybe they did, but it's not because they're dripping sweat. They're dripping sweat because it literally was over 100 degrees in that room and steamy. And even the mirrors in the studio are all fogged up. Again, that has nothing to do with how hard you worked. Then there are these cycle studios that shall go nameless that barely have any air conditioning going in there. They're all dark, so you can't see much, and you walk out of the class, or you see people walking out of the studio, and I think it's hilarious, because they are dripping sweat, and they're almost gasping for breath, because there is no air in those studios. That does not mean they had a great workout it means they don't have air conditioning or a really good fan system and ventilation in their studio. That does not mean you worked hard. So I just wanna remind you, this is a myth. If you are dripping, soaking wet, it doesn't mean you had a good workout. It doesn't mean you did or didn't. It, it has no relevance to the actual workout, all right? Number nine, here's a good one for you. This is especially in the old Jane Fonda days. No pain, no gain. This is obviously a myth. Most of us know that, although some people are willing to work through it. Pain is absolutely your body telling you that something is wrong. So if you feel pain in your knee, in your shoulder, in your back, I advise you to stop whatever it is you're doing immediately. If you continue to push through that kind of pain, you are risking a very serious injury and it's not worth it. Now, you do have to try to figure out, is this pain, like a shooting pain? I'm pretty sure we all know what a shooting pain is, versus being uncomfortable. Like, oh my gosh, my muscles are so sore when I sit and hold this squat. You know, if I do one more pulse, I'm just going to freak out. But that might be more muscular and you're working through an uncomfortable level. It's very different than actual pain. So definitely be aware of that. No pain, no gain. That is an absolute myth. If you have pain, you stop immediately. And our very last myth today is that sticking solely to cardio for weight loss is the best way. So many people believe this. They think if they want to lose weight, they're going to do cardio, cardio, cardio every single day because I'm burning more calories when I do cardio, cardio, cardio. So there is some truth that if I go out for a run for an hour, I might burn 600 calories. If I lift weights for an hour, I might burn 300, 350 calories. So you might look at that at first and say, well, then clearly you want to burn more calories. No, not. Because when you lift weights, you're putting on muscle. And when we put on muscle, we have the ability to burn more calories all throughout the day. Having that muscle on the body actually boosts up the metabolism and you're going to burn a lot more calories throughout the day. So having that muscle tone is just as important as burning a lot of calories through a cardio workout. So when I schedule my clients for their, I give them an eight week calendar and earn that body and they will always have Cardio and some kind of strength training or interval training within that they cannot just do straight cardio Because it's not going to be enough if they're trying to lose weight and reality is the body needs to cross train So it's not good for the body to do these high intensity workouts for cardio Every single day you want to sort of do every other day to balance that out and again to put the muscle on that We absolutely need so those are 10 myths, and I would say you probably have heard almost all of them. I'm sure you have. I'm sure you every single one I stated today, you're like, yep, I've heard that. And maybe you thought it was true. Maybe you didn't, or maybe you weren't sure if it was or wasn't why it wasn't true. But now you know all of those are myths, and why work out a certain way if it's not true? Okay. Those are the things you can absolutely avoid. Now we talked a lot today about strength training, about putting on muscle, and I'm super excited about a brand new program I have called Shock That Body. It is my new online fitness academy, and I've created it because I was training here in Austin, Texas, and I have clients all over the world from my Earn That Body program. I would teach a cycle class, or what I call my yoga ohm class, or my weight training class, and people online would be like, oh, I would die to take your class in Austin. Well, I decided, why can't everybody take my class? And I'm now putting all my programs online through the Shock That Body Fitness Academy. So that's sort of the platform where you can now do my programs online. My very first program that I'm launching is called Earn That Muscle. It is a four-week strength training program. Yay! Because so many people don't really know what to do to put on muscle. And I have so many clients that are intimidated to go to the gym and lift weights because they simply just don't know where to begin. And I totally understand that. So Earn That Muscle is a four-week strength training program where it is great for a beginner because I'm going to go through every single exercise. I have a demo clip of every exercise and how you do it with proper form. And then there's the full hour, full body strength training video that you get to do, and it doesn't include the demo clip. So you know those videos? I can pretty much say it. P90X is a great example. It's a great workout, but Tony Horton spends so much time talking that by the time the workout actually happens, it's kind of only like 25, 30 minutes of actual working out. I do not like that. I want to really work out hard in my workout. So my videos are solid working out. I definitely talk you through the move as we do it, but if you need further explanations on how to do each move, I have a video clip for you in a separate section of every single move. So great for the beginner, but also great for the advanced client too. So if you'd like more information, shockthatbody.com, check out Earn That Muscle. It is the first of many programs to come. And if you love the podcast, always I ask, could you give me a review on iTunes? It is so appreciated and lots of good things are coming up. I have some interviews coming up and more health, fitness, nutrition information. Have an awesome day, an awesome week and get fit and get healthy. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out earn that body on all forms of social media including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and Periscope.